Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled episode of the We Are Adult Show, brought to you by Hoppyhead Productions. I'm your host, Sean. Other host, Danny. How are you, man? You know, uh, today's uh, both the first day of summer and Father's Day. I just, I just want to, I just want, I think I take that as um, a reminder from the universe of just how hot dads are right now. <laughs> how hot the dads are. Yes. They're scolding hot. Yes. Uh, might as well just hide inside and get away from the heat. Exactly. <laughs> I thought it was appropriate to open the show with a dad joke on Father's Day. <laughs> like, when does a dad joke become a dad joke? Mm. When it becomes apparent? Uh, terrible. They all Just are. terrible. You know what? I um, I was yesterday. I was uh, doing some practice, trying to figure out how to fix the stream for because my voice is in Twitch streaming. Uh, my voice has been quiet, so I can't figure. I couldn't figure it out for a while. I figured it out by myself yesterday. You need to talk louder. <laughs> no, that's not it. Um. I found out that somehow, while I was recording at one time, I went into the little menu for um, the broadcasting, and in there is a little button that says mute, and somehow that was muted, but even in the main settings, it was unmuted, so it was a very weird thing that happened. It's like double the air security of muting. Yeah, dude, it's, it was really weird. So I got it fixed, um, so I was happy about that. So next Saturday, we will be set to go for the double raid. Maybe triple double raid. Double raid. Double raid. Carrying Which, Danny we, through fog. It's going to be I a good time. The, the raid will be, this is what it sounds like. When the clan cries. Dude, I took a grandma through Vog yesterday, man. Dude, you have nothing on her. Like, as far as, like, like the level of, like, just bad play? <laughs> her skill. She's skilled. Did you see the, uh, the, the YouTube clip that I posted for the free company as a, a warning? No, I don't think I did. I don't know if anybody actually watched it, but it was from the episode of The Simpsons where he decides to go to the gym and work out, and um, they want him, they want Rainier Wolfcastle to climb this big mountain, but he won't because he knows it's dangerous, so Homer Simpson does it. It's like, somehow there's like a Mount Everest, like right outside of Springfield, and so, like, they basically, this energy company or whatever it was, a protein company, but the protein powder or something, but they sponsor him climbing the mountain, so they hire two Sherpas to help him up the mountain, and so in the scene... Like Homer's sleeping and in his bag, and they're just dragging him up the mountain. And then like, there's a part where you have to like walk along a narrow edge, and they have him like a rope tied to his sleeping bag and around each of their waist to carry him. And so he's just swinging as they're like trying to hang onto the edge of the <laughs> mountain. And then so it's like, oh yeah. So like the next morning he wakes up and he's like, oh man, I am so well rested. And he looks over, he's like, wow, I climbed way higher than I thought I did. And he starts kicking him, and it's like, wake up, you lazy sherpas. 
Yeah, no, I remember. That was it was a pretty funny clip. I laughed. <laughs> but I, I more of the more of the story though, I would pick grandma over your gaming destiny over your destiny skills. You would pick grandma over me? <laughs> yep. She was pretty good, man. I was really surprised. Well, well, see, that's what I thought you were going at, and so when I said that, and then you corrected me, like, maybe she was worse, but... Oh, Oh, I thought that's what you meant. (laughs) No, it was, uh, we got, uh, we were trying to raid, and we had a bunch of people bail out, so we ended up taking her and another person through VOG for the first time. It took about two hours, so... I think, um... I think the fact that you're not an idiot. <laughs> Challenge uh, accepted. <laughs> I think we'll be fine. I think it'll probably be a two hour. I, I'm sure it'll be somewhere between another two hour raid. So, so. There, you know, there's whenever people ask me if it's like, hey, can you do you want to hang out on this day or do you want to do something on this day? And I'm like, well, let me check with my wife. And they're like, you have to ask your wife's permission. I'm like, no, no. I have to make sure the calendar's clear. Like she's the keeper of the calendar. Because I. Room. I don't remember what I signed myself up for. I'm notorious at double booking. So after we finished, shortly after we finished recording podcast, the podcast last week, you know, we went out to eat and when we were eating at lunch. My wife was telling me, she's like, yeah, uh, Bobby and Sarah, Sarah texted me um, and said that they have to cancel for the 26th because something came up and they won't be able to hang out with us. <laughs> and you- <laughs> and I'm like, wait, we had plans on the 26th. She's like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, and 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 they fell through, right? And she's like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, good, because I, I I told Sean I was gonna do the charity raid thing with him. <laughs> that's why uh, I don't, like and that's why I like I have to ask my wife, not because of permission, but because of uh, I'm an idiot. You can't remember what commitments you already agreed to. Yes. Does she have a notebook? That she she has like it? a she actually she's like uses both like her phone and like um, the old people that we are you know the old people Netflix DVD getting people she also has a wall calendar that she writes stuff down on at work gotcha. but not at home. Got you. It would help if she would also write it down at home. <laughs> it's literally you know if you know those TikTok memes or whatever it's like the object to your left will save your life in a zombie apocalypse. And I'm like, oh, oh, a wall calendar with pictures of kittens and puppies? You guys well, should figure just... out how to get like a calendar app between your phones so when she updates it, you have access to view it. I think there's a way to do that, but then I, that takes that makes, that makes takes away her responsibilities. I want to make her feel like she's helping in the marriage. Yeah, I'm but then give... you... Oh, that way you go to her for help. Can, yes. can I go? Can I play my Destiny games? My Destiny games? And she's like, games. you never asked me for anything. You never need my help. Uh. <laughs> oh man, so what beer are you drinking, Sean? Uh, so I've been cleaning. I'm I'm trying to catch up on uh, cleaning out my keyser. So today I am drinking um, Heritage Raspberry Mead from um, the Scrams Mead uh, in Ferndale, Michigan. Ooh, that's like, I guess. One of, if not the best, eatery in the country. Is it? Yes. And they also, for some reason, follow us on Instagram, so. Hey, we're just ahead of the time. I know. Oh, man. But it's uh, 12.5%. Uh, 
five, ABB. It's just um, it's just got great raspberry notes to it. I mean, it's super smooth. You know, obviously it's twelve point five, so but you don't get any of that harsh flavors. You just and it it's just it's like a dark, you know, raspberry purple color to it, but it's just so like wonderful to drink. Like you just can't you can't stop drinking it. I feel like I'm drinking like raspberry uh, juice out of out of a fancy bottle. <laughs> which which will get you in trouble because of the twelve percent alcohol that it contains. Exactly. Oh, just um, I have two bottles. I have another one in there. I don't know. I I think it was it. I think it came as a set. Like you get a raspberry one and something else. So I gotta figure out when to get get to that one. So. Did you um order it through um unofficial sponsor of the show, Tabor? Or did you Tabor. order it directly from the no, eatery? I ordered it. Uh, I got it through Tabor. So and I got I got a couple more meads coming in my next box this week. That's why I've been trying to frantically drink beer. <laughs> trying to make sure I have room. Because um, the other thing, too, is, like, I'll try, like, usually, like, I try to get go to, like, locally and try to grab, like, a, like, a, a sipping if I don't want to, like, try to drink, sa- like, I have a lot of sours and stuff, so if I want something more easy drinking, like, an easy drinking beer, I have to go, like, out and get something and that just adds more congestion into my geezer yes i um i have so many like big barrel aged stouts and barley wines in my that's like pretty much almost all the beer in my refrigerator so it's like if i just want to have like something to drink when i get home from work this light or something with a meal i have to go buy more stuff but then as like as i'm buying the light easy drinking stuff i also happen to see like a uh another barley wine that looks pretty amazing or, and I end up buying that as well. So I just add to my collection of barley wines. Nice. I, I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain. Um, oh, what are you drinking, man? So that's, that kind of what's happened to me with the beer, like in like the shopping trip where I picked up this beer. Cause I was looking for a beer from an artist. His Instagram handle is I am CM Bryant, but he, he also has a, uh, and the company is a 17% drip and he does a lot of glasses and stuff and some cool stuff. And so I, uh, he's doing, he did a collaboration with, um, uh, well, I can't think of the name of the brewery with a brewery called, and uh, I'll find it, but it's, uh, like an IPA called nonsense fuel. And basically it's the, Oh, black ninja design also is his, uh, other company. And so it's like a collaboration with black ninja design and, um, Mason Aleworks is the company and Mason Aleworks. And so like the label is basically like his, um, it's like a tongue kind of sticking out like the, almost like the Amazon smile with his tongue sticking out. And then on the tongue is the, um, black ninja design logo on the tongue, almost like a tab of acid. So I was going to this one liquor store to see if they had it. And, um, while I was there, I came across a few beers, including, uh, a barley wine by Horace H. Dales. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need these. And I'm like, but it's hmm. Horus. So anyways, but the beer I'm drinking today is from the pro- the Brewing Project, spelled with a K. So it's P-R-O-J-E-K-T. And it's called Slurp. With multiple S's and multiple P's. 
Um, it is a white stout with milk, sugar, strawberry, and white chocolate. And before the show, I had told you that I had opened one beer and I noped immediately on that one pretty much because I opened it and it was like a barrel-aged wild ale. And I opened it and I was like, oh, that just smells like intense. And then I drank it and it was like, oh, like way intense, like way like I'm going to have heartburn and hate myself immediately after drinking it. Sour? Yes. Oh, I, man, I, I, just, I just know when you have one of those sours, you just know that it's enjoyable, but man, you are going to be hurting in about 30 minutes. And it wasn't even that, in, and it wasn't even like, oh man, this is good. It's like when you, sometimes when you eat like spicy food, you're like, oh, I'm going to hate life later, but this is so amazing. It was like, almost like undrinkably sour. And so I, my wife was like, was it bad because you had it too long in the fridge or, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, is that a, that's a little dig, isn't it? <laughs> a little passive aggressive in the morning, are we? Oh. And I'm like, no, this is really, I bought this like relatively recently. I'm like, it's just, and, but that's what happens when you make uh, wild ales. You don't know how the yeah. sourness is going to be. Hence that the, is true. So, so anyways, as soon as I opened this up and started pouring it into the glass, I just smelt strawberry. And it's like thick, almost like a strawberry. Like it has like chunks of strawberry. almost looks like glitter in there. But it's like, oh man, it smells so good. I hope this is good because I'll be sad. Oh man, dude, this is this is really good. It's got a little sourness from the strawberries, but the the, mm-hmm. the lactose and the white chocolate just—it's like eating a white chocolate covered strawberry. Mm. Oh man, but I said it, the label is pretty appropriate as we're recording on Father's Day. The picture is the same—it's the same face, but it's basically like the dad giving his son um, a ride on his shoulders, and they're both drinking. The, what I'm assuming is the beer out of a glass. The son has like a crazy wild, like a straw with like loopy loops in it and stuff. And then the the dad just has a standard bindi straw. So just hanging out with your dad, drinking drinks on his shoulder. But they're both like balding and have a mustache and crazy eyebrows. Oh man! And it comes in at 6.24% alcohol by volume. Centiliter, so I think they're a foreign brewery. I guess probably because of the K2. It doesn't say where they're from. Oh, wait. Let's see right here. Brewed and canned by. Oh. Oh, it's Wisconsin. Damn foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's pretty good. If you, if you can find this on Tabor, Sean. Yeah. And then they have a, one. I bought a couple other ones. One was like a, a, a stout with a... Basically, it was, looks like it's going to be just a mocha. It's got like coffee and uh, something else. And then there was another... I bought a couple other stouts that looked pretty good. And if they're as flavorful as... This is like the one that I was... Oh, the other one was raspberry and cacao nibs. So if they're as tasty as this one is, dude, they're going to be pretty, uh, pretty solid buys on Tabor. Please, please notice this, senpai. <laughs> please, please, please. Oh, man. We're big fans. Just 10% discount. Yes, give us a code. We don't even, like, we won't, like, we won't even take money. Just give us, like, give us a, give us, just give us a code, too. 
<laughs> I, want, I, want, I want to be able to say type Sir Hoppyhead and get this percentage off. <laughs> oh, man. So you, uh, you went on a little field trip, Sean. Yep, this week it was uh, my girlfriend's birthday. And um, so I decided to, uh, well, we decided to go on a day trip. Um, and we went to, so we went to the local uh, aquarium, adventure, uh, adventure aquarium. And so it's a small um, aquarium in Camden, um, New Jersey, that actually has a lot of positive reviews. Like a lot of people said to check it out. Um, so it's right by the, the, we went through the Rutgers school campus in Camden and we got to the, to the river, the Delaware river. And there's a, there's like a, a couple different things over there. There's a, uh, a retired battleship over there. And there's also a small, I say small, but you know, it's a pretty big size, um, outdoor theater. So uh, for concerts and such, uh, I heard that's supposed to be really good. But then they have uh, the aquarium there too, so um, it's a cool little aquarium. Um, it, it was definitely worth uh, the day trip. Uh, they had all sorts of uh, different things kind of going on inside. Uh, so they had two really big tanks with a couple sharks um, and sea turtles and stuff, and then they had some smaller exhibits. Um, they also had a big exhibit with, uh, two hippos, which I thought was kind of weird for an aquarium, but, um, they had, they had a nice big area, uh, that they were at and a big old pool that you could get, you could go down like steps and then see, like, get, you know, get the water view of the hippos. And they're just, they were just, uh, swimming around having a, a pretty good time. Um, they had some pretty cool uh, stuff at the gift shop, too. Uh, there was some interesting style cups and mugs, but it was like, you know, you get to that point, it's like you got too many cups. You can't really buy anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, was at, uh, I did Father's Day yesterday with my family, and my mom was asking me, she's like, yeah, I have these, like, schooner-type mugs, you know, that you get at, like, restaurants. I don't know where she got them from, but she was asking me if I wanted them. And she showed me a picture, but it looked more like margarita glasses, like when you go to, you know, those, like, big, heavy, thick like half inch thick margarita glasses mm -hmm. some restaurants like it looked like those and i was like yeah i can't get any more glasses i'm, I'm like i already have like almost half of my a table in my kitchen like covered in just beer glasses and they're double stacked and i think i have like one or two more on the way so <laughs> yeah no i hear you man so but um the the other thing too was uh, that i noticed um as we were walking through there that they had a flying fish um like little beer spot and so if you don't know flying fish is a local brewery in new jersey um uh, so we're like okay let's go you know we'll we'll uh we'll do we'll walk the aquarium um and then we'll go we'll go have a beer and hang out because like there was a balcony where you could like kind of overlook the river and you had a really nice picture of the skyline of uh philadelphia um so we went over there and it turns out that flying fish actually brews two special beers that you could get only get at the aquarium so it was kind of like oh beer adventure time as well because you know i thought they were just gonna have their normal canned stuff but i was yeah. uh, pleasantly surprised that we got to try some exclusive beers that you could only get at the aquarium nice yeah usually they'll like like when you it's like when you go to like a 
a standard beer festival and it's like, what do you have on tap? Well, we have our IPA and a stout or we have our IPA and something like, I, like it, you expect it to be something like that. It's like here we have both kinds of beers, IPAs and, you know, lagers. <laughs> exactly. You can get everywhere. <laughs> um, so basically, so we had, um, so they had a couple different cans of their normal stuff that I've seen plenty of times. So, but they had a special IPA and they had a watermelon wheat. So the, the, um, the IPA is called, uh, some, some fin F I N N special. Um, mm, and it was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the puns. It was a, um, it was actually an enjoyable IPA. I've been off the IPA bandwagon for a while, but this one was really just mellowed out and just had really good flavor without it being like, I'm an IPA in your like face about it. So it was really like an easy drinking IPA. Like it was, it was fantastic. Um, and then the watermelon wheat, uh, was also pretty good. It was, uh, it was a sweeter, a sweeter beer as you would imagine it would be um it had good watermelon flavor to it but it wasn't overly sweet to where it was a turnoff it was like a it was nice to drink in like the summer heat kind of way so both of uh both of the beers from flying flying fish were fantastic and it's almost worth going to to the aquarium just to go get the beer nice yeah like you're like hey Let's go. Let's go get some good beer. And I wonder if they have like a rotating stock. Like if it's a thing of like, oh, um, the watermelon ones. Like maybe the IPA is like a standard thing, but the watermelon one might be a seasonal one. Like if you went back in winter, it might be something else, even more enjoyable, like pumpkin related. Yeah. <laughs> no reaction. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, I mean I'd be curious too because I think the. St- I think the aquarium's open all year round, even in the winter time, because it is indoors. So I mean, it's not like it needs to get turned down. But like the uh, the beer area is outside, so I wonder if it's like only if they only serve beer like during the non you know win- non winter months. I'd be curious, but yeah, it'd be cool if they did other other rotational. Like the watermelon one had like uh, it was like a play on the two hippos because they were like chewing on like on the cover cover of it. It was like um, the the hippos chewing on uh, watermelon, eating watermelon. So, which is a uh, pretty funny because I saw a video on Reddit today of somebody at an aquarium or zoo throwing um watermelon to a hippo and it just basically took a bite out of it like it took it was like eating a piece of bread so yes you don't want to get stuck <laughs> you don't want your uh, watermelons stuck in there on accident no you don't <laughs> and, like by watermelons i don't know what i mean but i just <laughs> i guess head i don't know, I don't know. I, all i know is that um Hippos love watermelons. <laughs> Not the first time I've seen anything like that. That I have, I've seen, uh, I've seen them eating uh, different uh, big vegetables or fruits. Gourds. I mean. Gourds. 
Ah, oh, man. Like pumpkins during the pumpkin season? <laughs> Probably. Watermelon season, watermelon season? Yeah. And people during people season? Feet <laughs> oh, of your angry, your terrible children. So I saw that you had posted some of the stuff from your uh, adventures. Was all your pictures from the aquarium then? Or did you, like, go somewhere else? Um, I... The, some of the pictures I took were not n- not in the aquarium, but, like, literally... Because, um, like, the aquarium is, like, against the coastal line, but there's, like, a walk path um, against the river that you could you turn around, and it's like, there's the aquarium. And so we were down in the public walkway, and I took some of the skyline photos from there. So I was still, oh. I was still close to it. Right, but because you took pictures like Philadelphia, so the aquarium, like I guess you said that you can you have a nice view of Philly, and it was a pretty nice view from the aquarium. Yeah, it was a good. Uh, it's a. It's a. <clears throat> there's a nice. There's a nice view of it, and there's like a ferry over there too to go to get on to the other side of Philly. So, uh, so it was pretty cool. Nice. Oh man, so. I don't know if you saw that there's been some, uh, I don't know if drama is the right word, but it's definitely some uh, internet activity when it comes to uh, Batman and Catwoman. I did see some of this stuff. I was very confused on why we were, why, I was more, I'm just confused why we're having this conversation, though. Well, because of how the internet reacted more than, and just the hilariousness of the story. So, I guess, I didn't see, I didn't exa- I don't remember who exactly who it was, but some of the creative team behind the uh, Harley Quinn rated R animated show was doing an interview. And I, they were asked basically like any, anything that the, you know, any uh, pushback from like DC or about what they can and can't put in the show. And they're like, well, we wanted to have a sex scene between Batman and Catwoman where Cap- Batman's going down on Catwoman. And they're like, yeah, you can't do that. And they're like, what? You, you, you're telling us that Batman's a selfish lover? And they're like, no, we can't have something that kids buy as a toy going down on another, you know, toy, basically. And it's like, well, and, you know, thinking in my head, I'm like, first of all, like, um, the show's rated R. Like, if kids are watching this, then that's not on you. Like, you tell the parents, don't let your kids watch this. So, and second of all, like, should we teach teaching the kids not to be selfish lovers when they do become adults? Like, are you worried that you're going to come home from, like, you're going to walk in your kid's room one day and you're going to have, like, their, their Batman Lego in between, with the head between the legs of the uh, Catwoman Lego. <laughs> Pretty much right. <laughs> and so, I guess the internet um, backlashed at DC enough to where they had to release um, an official statement about uh, the whole situation. Um, and it says, so, in light of recent conversations surrounding the much-beloved DC character Batman, trademark... We at DC Comics feel compelled to correct the gross mischaracterization of the world's greatest detective, trademark. So to clarify, it is our official stance that Batman, trademark, would indeed perform oral sex, oral intercourse on Catwoman, trademark. And not just because he expects it back in return, he genuinely enjoys it. Honestly, it's like giving her an orgasm is the same way as getting one. I mean, if she wanted to return the favor, he wouldn't say no, but there's no pressure. Honestly, he's just happy down there. Confirm, Batman, trademark, would indeed lick it now, lick it good, lick that pussy just like he should. <laughs> and part of me is like... This Welcome is- to the first world problems of America, everyone. 
What do you mean? The first world problems of Twitter. Where all, all the problems are the biggest problems, even if there are no problems at all. I mean, part of me is like, that's probably fake. But then the, the rest of me is like, I don't care if it's fake or if it's real. It's it needs funny. to be real. Because yeah. that's just the best uh, response to uh, corporate controversy ever. Even even better than any of the shit that Wendy's does. And Wendy's <laughs> got some pretty good stuff. Yeah, they do. <laughs> like, someone was saying this, like, um, hey, Wendy's, Burger King has spicy nuggets now, too. And Wendy's replied, yeah, and I'm sure there's water in the dumpster behind the restaurant if you're thirsty. <laughs> oh, uh, fucking savages, man. Dude, yeah. the whole thing is so fucking dumb, though, dude. Like, like, <laughs> it's like we're going to be okay with Batman, like, whooping the shit out of all these people. But, you know, having it, it's an adult-rated version, you know, and he's being intimate with a, a, with a, with a female. It's like, oh no, our toy sales, like, like, what? What? Like, yeah. are you just Again. making a rated R Batman just knowing that little kids are still going to watch it because their parents are stupid? I mean, people did take their kids to watch Deadpool, even though there was multiple, like, notices, and Somebody even tried to, like, get a petition started, like, literally, like, the week before the movie came out to try to get Ryan Reynolds to change the movie to not being rated R. And it's like, um, yeah, it's too late. Like, the movie theaters probably already have the film in hand. Like, they can't just re- – how long do you think it t- – how long do you think it actually t- would take to reshoot that? And so I think because of that is why they came out with the Once Upon a Deadpool where it was, like, the – Black Christmas – where it was like the PG version of it or whatever, and he kind of told the story sim- in a style similar to uh, The Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think they added those scenes to like so they could cut out the, the cussing and the violence a little bit and not have the movie be 10 minutes long. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man, Jeez. so I've been reading... Uh, I've just finished reading another comic, an mm. image comic called Crowded. Yeah. The the premise is pretty cool actually. It's um basically um they have like Kickstarter type company called Reaper, but basically it's like crowdfunding to hire an assassin to kill somebody. And so I guess like the way it started in there is that some politician voted against like some politicians voted against the bill that the people wanted passed and all the politicians the couple politicians that did it wasn't like all of them but a few did um they put out hits on them and so they tried to get it shut down and every time they tried to get it shut down it would just pop up somewhere else on the dark web and so now um it's legal ish like you can have the crowdfund and stuff and if you're like the assassin that does the um hit you have to basically fill out like forms and give them to the police. And so basically, so basically if the forms are like, and like any information's left off or even like we were saying, if it's like misspelled and the person taking the form is having a bad day, um, they won't accept the form. They'll only accept the forms as an admission of your guilt, not as a uh, justification for your, your killing the person. So it's like a double edged sword. So it's like, you have to fill out these forms that, Hey, I killed this person for the money and you don't tell everything, then uh, you just said, hey, I killed a person. 
come arrest me and put me in jail because I could already signed the confession. And so the story is this woman who kind of is a bitch throughout the comic, and that's kind of her, the point is, um, but her Reaper fund just keeps increasing. And at one point, it's at $3 million that people have like crowdfunded to put into her campaign. And so they're trying... They're trying to run from all these people that are killing them, but they're also trying to find out who started it and who's giving all the where all the money's coming from. And so it's kind of cool. Like they're on the run, they run into a bunch of just out there people, different types of assassins, um, and different who have different reasons for and different people that kind of didn't want to kill her, but they're not the one that started the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that sucks is that there's twelve issues. Basically, there's two arcs, and then you get to the the third arc, and they're like the end of the twelfth issue. It ends on like a major cliffhanger, and uh, you know, I asked Adam, I was like, "Hey, can you keep can you um, just keep ordering these for me? Because I have up to this issue, but I don't have any more, and just put it on my pull list." He's like, "That was canceled," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and that's oh, why I look, and it's time. It was like canceled, but not canceled. They um, they said there's going to be one more arc. Yeah. That they're going to put in um just going to release in trade paperback form. Oh. At least they're doing putting it all in one nice trade for you. In theory, yes. Because I I was looking, trying to find information about it. Because the last issue came out, like, in 2019. Wow. And so, like, the only thing I saw was, like, a Reddit post from, like, <coughs> like basically, um, like, two months ago. And someone's like, hey, have you heard anything about this? And they're saying <coughs> that the artist posted that he finished up the last panel, the last page of his artwork, and and he he ended up handing it over like all the paper stuff to Image for them to print, but they don't have a release date or any other information available. Yeah, but that's still a good sign, though. Right. Hopefully that it's finished and you know Image just doesn't decide to, you know, because there's a lot of movies that are sitting on somebody's in like a studio shelf somewhere that they made that for whatever reason they're like, yeah, we sunk like five ten million dollars or whatever to making this movie, but we're just not going to release it because, yeah. Like, one of those movies was uh, Cabin in the Woods. It was, um, I want to say, I can't remember who directed it, but he was, like, somebody that got bigger. But then it has, like, Chris Hemsworth in it. Even though he's not, like, the, even in the, that movie, he's not the star of the movie, but he's one of the bigger characters. But um, they basically put it on the shelf because they're like, yeah, nobody knows who these people are as far as actors. And then when uh, he, Chris Hemsworth got big at Thor... Um, he uh, they're like, oh, maybe we should release this movie. So, but it's, yeah. that's actually a pretty good movie. I know, I know, you're not a fan of horror movies, but I do highly recommend Cabin in the Woods. It's kind of making fun of all like every horror movie genre in one movie. I feel like I watched that one a long, long time ago. Like they're like college students. Yep. And uh, they go, you know, the cabin in the woods, and they're kind of being, like, kill people kind of warn them not to go, but they're, like, but they think they're the scary people, like, like they're trying to, like, threaten them, and then they get there, and, like, you find out they're being watched by two guys in, like, an, like a room somewhere, and, like, basically there's all these things in the cabin that, like, kickstart, like, ways for them to die, and basically it's, like, in different countries it's all happening, at the, like, it's all happening, and it's a way for them, like, if they just appease, like, the, the demons by offering like a handful of small sacrifices it'll stop them from coming to kill everybody <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but yeah that's a pretty good movie um 
Speaking of movies, man, I watched a couple. I watched one uh, called Wind River, and it has uh, Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye in it, a.k.a. Uh, um, Elizabeth Olsen and uh, Jeremy Renner. And so, like, when I was looking up, when I saw the movie and stuff, and it said it's based on a true story, and I'm like, oh, all right. So I wanted to, like, I kind of like to know, like, what at least the bare-bones detail of what the actual, like, story is or how much of it is actually, like, a true story. Like, um, I can't remember which horror movie it was. There was the one with, like, this cursed jewelry box or something. It was a box of some kind or whatever. And so, like, the, you know... They have the jewelry box and like these demons and stuff come and the family's like getting murdered and like based on a true story and I'm like all right how how true is this story and it come to find out that like this like woman uh, bought this jewelry box and like her husband or somebody died of a heart attack like the next day that's like the extent that they made this horror movie out of mm. and so. This one, like, the guy who wrote it and directed his name's Taylor Sheridan. He's done, like, he was, like, an actor at one point. Um, he was in, in uh, Sons of Anarchy, and he was also in um, Veronica Mars. But then he's directed a couple movies since then. But um, basically, um, the story is that Jeremy Renner is, like, a, a hunter for the Department of Forestry. And he's going, he gets a call from the reservation where his ex-wife lived. And according to the story, he's a better hunter and tracker than any of the natives that live on the reservation. So they need mm -hmm. to call him for help. Um, to go hunt, like the guy, he gets called to go hunt down a lion that's attacking, like his father-in-law's cow. And so, as he's, as he's going out there, um, he comes across the body of a young um, woman. And so that's basically the extent of the truth of the story is that. He found out that, you know, there's statistics for women that, like, turn up missing or are raped in every um, age bracket, nationality, and everything except for, like, Native Americans. Like, nobody is keeping track of those records. And so this movie he's, is basically his way of bringing that to attention. But nothing that happens in the movie is happened in real life, like, to one person. Like, maybe it's stuff like this has happened but to different people. So basically like there's a few twists. It's a, it's a pretty entertaining movie. It's a little slow, but there's, it's like a basically solving a crime type movie. But if you like uh, Jeremy Renner or Elizabeth Olsen, I think they're good actors. Uh, it's, it's worth a watch. Then I watched uh, another one called the foreigner. Um, it has a uh, Jackie Chan as like a Chinese immigrant to London and he's uh, on his way to take his daughter to go get her prom dress. And um, well, he's at, he like he's waiting for a parking spot, and she goes and like she's like everyone's going to get their dresses right now. We have to go. My, I looked online, and they only had like two in my size. And so she runs in, even though he tells her not to. And as he's waiting for a parking spot, the IRA sets off a bomb at the bank next door and ends up killing her. So, oh, it has Pierce Brosnan in it as well. And so he. He, and Pierce Brosnan is like um, the the leader, basically of North uh, of Northern uh, Northern Ireland, who has uh, IRA ties. And so Jackie Chan is like seeking the names of the bombers because he just wants revenge. Because you find out that he's a uh, like 
with special forces during the Vietnam War. And so it's basically him kind of terrorizing Pierce Brosnan to get the names of the, of, um, the bombers. It's a pretty good, uh, it's really good too. It's got some twists. It's got some really good action. It's very similar to like the newest Rambo movie where, you know, he's just trying to like, instead of, but instead of trying to defend himself from these people attacking him, he's going after them. Um, very, uh, it's a very interesting movie. This shows that Jackie Chan can definitely act, like his emotions and stuff. Yeah. Okay. You know, he's not just a dude that does his. He's not the goofy dude that does his own stunts and like breaks limbs and stuff. Well, and having to delay the filming of a movie. <laughs> he's more than that. Yes. <laughs> he's, not the, he's, not the, he's not just a dude from Rush Hour. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, the last movie I watched is on Disney Plus. Finally, if you have it, you don't have to pay the $30 to watch it, is uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, we talked about the trailer a while ago, and my wife wanted to watch it, and I wanted to watch it too. Um, it's it's really good. It, it it's follows the, the, the Disney formula with a few twists. Um, I mean, you're not, you don't really expect anything different other than to be entertained from a Disney animated movie. Um, the voice cast is pretty spot on, um, and you know there was some controversy during the filming, basically like um, because they kind of take a lot of the um, Eastern Asian cultures and kind of like take a little bit, little bits and pieces from each movie, each culture into the movie. Um, and um, JPG, he's a Filipino from, and, and he's on the um, uh, Inquest of Geek podcast network. Um, and so on his podcast, they're talking about the movie and he was saying that instead of like people being like mad about the way they did it, he was kind of hoping that it would be like the, how the black Panther was, how it just, it took different African traditions and cultures and kind of just blended them together into one location, but kind of paid and and in like a paying homage kind of way, not an appropriating way. Um, and then the other thing that people were upset about is that they, even though they hired Asian actors, they didn't voice actress, actors and actresses, they, they weren't necessarily East Asian. And so, you know, cause, um, and he was saying that, yeah, you know, in Hollywood, they're just like, well, Asian's Asian. It doesn't matter. Um, but like, I don't know, but the movie was really good. Um, pretty sad, has a happy ending, like always, like you would expect. But yeah, it's on Disney Plus. If you have it, I would definitely recommend watching it. Um, I mean, it's not perfect, but no movie is, right? No, no, no movie is absolutely perfect. So, Sean, here's the thing that I'm going to put you on the spot about. Oh boy, here we, we go. Kind of, we kind of alluded to it a little bit throughout the podcast without you knowing about it. So you're going to take me. You're going to take me on my first. Not just Bolt of Glass run, but my first ever Destiny raid. Destiny 2 raid, right? No, no. Well, th- there's one time you tried to take me on a raid, and you got you got yelled at by one of the guys in the group. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like 300 light levels below the minimum required, and you thought that you could just you guys could just carry us, but like the enemies kind of just breathed in my direction, and I died. <laughs> and the guy was like, "Why do you? Keep, why does he?" Keep like asking you like like I wasn't even in the room he was like why does he keep dying and you're like well because his light level's here and he's like wait that's his light level and you brought him in here what, what's your problem dude like why are, like, like he was kind of <laughs> pissed at you for, no, that's um, okay 
And I don't even remember if we beat that raid or not. We, I think we might. I'm sure we did. We we probably did. But uh, yeah, but that would I guess that would have been my one and only Destiny raid. Is that time that you got yelled at for taking me to a raid, like at a, at like half the light level or something like that? It was like it wasn't even close. It wasn't like I was a hundred away. It was a lot away. <laughs> so at least this time I'll be prepared because I think I'm at like. I'm over thirteen ten for sure. Yeah, yeah, you should be you should be good then. I think I'm like thirteen twenties or something. Yeah, I think thirteen ten was what you had to be you wanted to be when you started the raid, so you're good. Yeah, because I like all of my all of my weapons are like at thirteen ten or thirteen or like thirteen eleven or and I have a couple thirteen twelves and then I have the power up from the um whatever that thing is called. The, yeah. the power boost. So here's my question. And it's kind of a general question, but I guess, like, geared towards me, but, like, I guess it's for me, but can be geared towards the general uh, peoples. What are some uh, advice, what's some tips that you would give for someone going into a raid? Just general. As far as gear, like the mods, like, what mods do you need for Vault of Glass? Um, so, I think if you said, if you're going in and you don't have raid gear or raid mods, this is kind of what I would look at doing is you need a you need a overload mod so you got to go to the season passing get an overload mod um, for a couple parts you need to have a I think recovery is always some of the better mods to add on um, just because it's it's way it's easier you're you're gonna take a hit and it's easy to jump out of the way and re and and take cover while your health recharges so that recovery boost always helps you recover faster um, there's a lot of different encounters but you're gonna want a for vog you're gonna need a slug shotgun so by slug it needs to be a precision shotgun and I think there's a couple out there I know Is there's the, one What's the, that? the the um what are the gold weapons called? Why am I blinking on shit? The, oh, the, the, the exotic. The exotic. So the exotic from that the, the exotic um, solar shotgun from like last pass or the pass before, where it's like if you're not aiming at scatter shot, and then if you aim at slug, is that one? Yeah, that's one of them. So that would be okay. a pretty good one because you don't you don't have anarchy. So um, I would say that would be a good gun to to use. Um, let me think. Do you have Xenophage from the Pit of Heresy? I might. Is that a, is that an exotic or non-exotic? It's an exotic heavy machine gun that shoots uh, really powerful rounds. What is it called again? Her uh, Xenophage. It's like X E N O something okay, or yeah. another. I'll check. Uh, I have most, and if I don't have it, then I probably buy it because I have the thing where I can buy a couple from the Venusian. This one, we're Xenophage. You have to do through a quest. Okay. You can't buy, you can't buy it. So, oh. Yeah. Mom. But if I'm if I'm equipping the shotgun, then I can't equip that anyways. Cause that is true. Gun. That's true too. Um. Let's see. I'm just trying to think of if you do like because I usually use anarchy in almost every part of this raid. No, um, and xenophage. So those are like the two really top guns for the raid that everybody uses, and then everybody uses kind of um, 
snipers and shotguns generally. They're the new fusion rifle that came out with the this pet this season is pretty good as well. It does a lot of damage on the different bosses, so it's a good swap out one. But that's okay. another energy one. I don't know I don't know if there's any slug shotguns that you could put in your primary that is not the um, Deepstone Crypt raid shotgun. So, because that, that would be, that's kind of the loadout I use is all during one of the boss encounters, I go shotgun, um, fusion rifle, uh, anarchy grenade launcher. So I okay. use two, I, do, I use two special weapons, um, in that encounter. So I think, and then let's see. I think I think having a scout rifle would be good for oracles towards the end because you could use your you could also use your um, shotgun to break uh, some of the oracles in the beginning part. Um, and then I think mods is just really about changing tailoring towards what you're running. So if you're running um, if you're going to run a shotgun, making sure like and that's going to be your bread and butter. You want to make sure you you put on your boots like a shotgun uh, ammo picker upper. So like the when you put that mod on and you run and you pick up a uh, special ammo, it gives you more than normal. And then on your helmet piece, you could do, um, if you're running a shotgun, it drops more special ammo for you. Okay. So stuff like that is always good to tailor towards what you're running. Um, regard. So basically you just kind of mix and match based off that. And then recovery is good. And then... Um, I always like to run on, and I don't know if you have these mods, uh, cause you have to pick them up from aid, aid one now every once in a while, but there's a, on the void armor, there's a, uh, there's a armor one or like an extra shield. Like if you get critical, if you, uh, if you, if you're holding on to two powers of light and your shield breaks, it'll, uh, it'll give you a bonus shield. So that's a good armor perk. I forget what the name of it is. So, but that's that's basically it. And like on my chest piece, I like to put sniper ammo. Uh, snipe. What is it called? Sniper ammo. Snipe or sniper debuff. Basically, like if you're getting shot from snipers from far away, they do less damage to you. That's a really good one to have on your armor. I think I like to typically run that when I'm doing solo plays and when I'm doing uh, certain raids like this one where there's going to be snipers. Okay. And what, um, what, um, um, special, I guess special, like, um, power should I use like power class? Cause normally um, like solo, I either, I either use the, um, stasis or solar because, you know, I need help like either taking out mods and mobs or like, taken out the bad guy by myself the main boss yeah yeah a lot of people run uh blade uh blade barrage in this um raid because it's one of the more powerful um dps ones uh some people do run nighthawk but it is a, the the boss's crit spot is pretty rough to hit so that one's not as clean um nobody uses arc uh some people use tether too, um, just to kind of tether the different groups. But yeah, I think I see a lot of um, 
I think I see a lot of Blade Barrage, though, and uh, Golden Gun for the most part, just for DPS things. Okay. Now, that's the one I'm... I, I'll check. I'm pretty comfortable with Golden Gun, so... I'll probably end up just running that. Yeah, so... Cause you, so I'm not trying to figure out, like, how to... Like, um work something that I'm not that comfortable with in a place that I'm already uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, the biggest thing, too, will be... Um, you you have to fight an... Like I said, a overload champion by yourself. So do you have weapons that you feel, like, comfortable taking them down with? And then... Uh, and then the other piece would be... Um, as we're split up across the room in one area, taking down um, Wyvern um, as well. So, all right. But I think that one's a little bit easier because at least it's a team fight. You're not trying to solo that. Okay. That's. I mean, that's definitely a a lot of help. <laughs> and I'll look to see what as as the week goes on, as I'm playing, I'll look to see what mods I have and equip stuff and get used to running things. Yeah. Yeah, I would take a look into Xenophage quest because the Xenophage is like a one of those bread and butter guns um, that you could use for a lot of different things in in PVE. So, it, I think if if you get it, it'll be one of those guns you use a lot because of just the uh, the range it has for it. So it's it's just like Anarchy and. The, the nice thing is, uh, Danny, is even though an you can't get Anarchy through the raid, through the raid anymore, um, the more raids you do and you get Spoils of Conquest, you could actually purchase it through the tower. And that's another bread and butter um, gun. You'll see, you'll see like a lot of people do a lot of different solo raids or solo stuff with those two guns. So they're, they're like the top tier must-have guns. All right. Okay. So, so yeah, I'll I'll look. Maybe I'll work on getting Xenophage this week then. Okay. Easy enough. Yeah. You you should definitely just post up in the in the group. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that'll help. And uh, I'll tell Delirium not to hide from. <laughs> I'll be like, help my boy out while I'm at work. Yeah. If I need help, I'll post up. I'll hit in the group. Fair enough. All right. Easy peasy. Easy, peasy. So, easy, exactly. Yep. So make sure everybody, you guys are checking out the charity stream Saturday, June 26th at 4 p.m. Twitch TV slash Hoppyhead Pro is where it's Eastern, at. For the people Four, that don't understand correct. our uh, way of telling time, because we just do it based on our, our time zone to make it easiest, easier. <laughs> that is a weird thing that we do is we just say our time and we all we just calculate it for the other person so you'll just say 10 a.m and uh, but then i'll respond back or in, in, in a different week i'll be like i'm good at 1 p.m like it's a very weird thing that we do yes but it, i mean it seems to work so that's all that matters but if we're just saying 4 p.m there's a lot of 4 p.m's in the world so correct for the 4 p.m eastern that aren't us <laughs> I know there's a plot to make me jog. I know Steve uh, Sadkins, and you could see you could uh, hang out with Sadkins at Twitch TV slash Sadkins. Um, uh, he's trying to make sure that uh, I get um, get your steps in. Yeah, I get my steps in. So I already did a map quest 
you know, looked at Google Maps and I made sure I understand the route I need to take. So I'll be ready to go. So I'm excited. Nice. Kind of. I, I mean, I, I, I know at least I'm going to have to do one jog. So I just hope it's not rainy next Saturday. I mean, it could be worse. It could also be like 100 degrees and humid and not raining. I would okay. I would be okay with taking a jog through the heat real quick versus the uh, rain. To be honest, because like really? the rain, you're just soaked, and like I'm gonna have to go change. And then if somebody makes me run again, like I'm gonna have to go run, come back, and get changed again. Like it's gonna be a hassle. That is a good point. Yes. <laughs> or at least if I I'm jogging, like I'm gonna sweat a little bit, but I'm not. It shouldn't be too bad. I'll, I'll just towel off or something if it's that bad. Have like um, your girlfriend um, at some point on the route with water and like cheering you on like Rocky style. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think we're going to have to make a Discord channel underneath the charity stream that's for um, my jogging adventures. So that way, that way I can have proof through the discord that i am doing the run yes exactly or just like throw it up on instagram live oh that is true that is true <laughs> uh, all right everybody make sure you follow us on podbean itunes google play stitcher all those fantastic places make sure you follow us on instagram and facebook and untapped for all your beer needs. Yes, and hopefully we'll uh, be harassed by you next Saturday. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll see you on Saturday. Later. Later.